0: Welcome to Joy Christian Center. We're so glad you joined us today. If you're ever in the St. Cloud area, please join us for one of our 9 or 10.45 a.m. services. Our services last about an hour. We pray that today's message will inspire and challenge you.
1: You, Jesus. Well, I am uh, I'm just going to jump right into the Word of God today. I'm going to begin uh, by letting you know, like I said, we're doing Make a Difference. And uh, this series, um, you know, it's, it's, we've, we had a campaign years ago called Make a Difference. So for some of us, it's a, it's a mental hurdle almost. We got to jump over. For others, you didn't know that. So I just maybe put a hurdle in front of you. But it was a series years ago, or a, excuse me, a campaign we did years ago called Make a Difference. Um, but in this series, uh, our heart was really, and Pastor Brian in week one, Actually, he did a very uh, anointed uh, message because it happened to be the week of, of course, I think it was the week before the elections. And so he kind of went a direction that he felt he needed to for the elections. So that was week one. Uh, Week two was last week and Pastor Brian shared with us some powerful things. If you didn't see a week, remember you can always go online and you can watch that. Under our media page on greatjoy.org, you can go to our media page and you can watch a sermon that posted. Normally, Tommy has those posted by Tuesdays or so. So you can always go on there and catch up if you need to. Uh, in case you missed it, I wanted to cover, cover just a couple of things that he spoke about with us. Um, the first thing he talked about is we should live our, our lives in such a way that we make a, we make a point by making a difference. You know, he said in years past, as a church, as a believer, as a follower of Christ, I don't want to just make points. Right? I don't want just thousands of Facebook posts all day long, right? I want to make a difference. Amen. Now he tied that together, I thought, real well, where he said, let's let's make a point by making a difference. And we're gonna he talked about that a little bit and what that means, and we're gonna take that a little further this week, and then he'll wrap it up next week. The other thing he shared about is why don't we just decide to do for one person what we wish could be done for everybody? You know, because we, we, we think sometimes, you know, it's it's kind of that statement, people don't go somewhere because of where they're not. Uh, like, I wanna be somewhere, but because I'm not here, because I'm not there, I don't take a step. You know what, it's time we just take a step. And when it comes to making a difference, we need to make a decision, I'm gonna do for one what I wish I could do for everybody, but I may not be able to. And so let's let's make a point by making a difference. Let's do for individuals what we wish we could do Larger groups. What we'd like to see done, um, and then he shared the importance of it by saying, "Lives are at stake," and I'm going to talk about that today a little bit more. Uh, lives are at stake. Uh, we're living um, in a world, you know. We've, we've, our grandparents. Some of them are gone, um, but they lived in a world too where people every day are going into eternity. Right? Somebody today is moving into eternity. You know, we did more funerals here at Joy this year than I think we've done in many years. I forget if it was eight, something like that. Now. You know, you're like, great, Pastor John, thanks for the inspirational message. No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying, though, is that we need to understand the reality. The reality is today could be someone's last day, someone you meet. It could be their last day. That's not scary, and it's not meant to be. That's just reality, Do you know? So we got to remember that. We got to remember that lives are at stake every day. Everywhere we go, people we meet, we're meeting people who, you know what? I don't know whether they're, they're going to have... 10 more years or 10 more minutes, but we need to remember in our hearts that, you know what? Eternity and people, people's lives are at stake. Um, and then he shared the Holy Spirit in us. I wanna talk about that for a minute. The Holy Spirit in us is the difference maker if we are followers of Christ. The reason I say that is because there's a lot of things we try to do on our own. I know that. Why do I know that? Because I do it too. We all do it. I'm just gonna try harder, right? I'm just gonna do better. I don't know what it is about you know, that, that thought process where we say, I'm just gonna do, uh, actually, it's even worse if you say, I'm not gonna do that, I'm not gonna do that, I'm not gonna do that. What are you gonna do? You're gonna usually do that because you're focused on that, okay? And that's where we, we need to understand something. The, the living God breathed and lives inside of us the same spirit that raised up jesus from the dead now lives in you i want to say that again the same spirit that raised up jesus from the dead lives in you that's the difference maker don't try to do it on your own strength don't try to quit it on your own don't try to be making a difference on your own let the holy spirit be the difference maker because he will that's what he do, that's what he is. He wants to be that, do you understand? Um, we sing about amazing grace, right? We all know amazing grace, the things, the things I can't do. That song that we just sang, um, I didn't. Steph told me midweek she was gonna be doing that song and I kinda chuckled at her because I had already had some points in my message that spoke right to that song. But I wanna share, when I talked to you about the Holy Spirit being the difference maker, uh, there was some words in that song Um, He split the seas so they could walk right through, right? He split the seas so they could walk right through. That's a story from the Old Testament that is a type and a shadow of something that is to come, which is more real, which we have. But let me share with you the type and the shadow. The type and the shadow is God's people were up against something they couldn't do. There was an ocean in front of them and an enemy at their heels. And let me tell you something the Holy Spirit split the ocean wide open so they could walk right through. They couldn't do it, can you imagine them? All right, how many were there? Somebody tell me. A million, more than a million, right? A million people, ready guys? Get ready, let's go. You know, let's try this on No, but the Holy Spirit is gonna do what you could never do and what I could never do. Not only did he split the seas so they could walk right through, when the enemy came, he sent the oceans back on the enemy. He drowned that sucker. All of them dead on the ocean side. See, and they got to see that. Miriam began to dance and sing. Some of us will begin to dance and sing when we begin to realize that the God Almighty, not only did he send Jesus Christ to pay for your sins and my sins, something we couldn't do on our own, he split that sea with Jesus' blood. Now we can be redeemed, but guess what? Now he puts the Holy Spirit in me and in you. He splits the sea. Do not, do not try to do and make a difference on your own. It's time for us to begin to rely on the Holy Spirit. Every day, in every way. Holy Spirit, help me. Somebody say that, Holy Spirit, help me. Oh, what a good prayer. In what? Yes, the answer is yes. When you get out of bed, Holy Spirit, help me. Okay, so let's not, let's not, let's not try to do anything on our own. And Pastor Brian covered that last week. The Holy Spirit is the difference maker in our lives as followers of Christ. Um, you know, we commissioned three groups during this series. We Actually, we were talking about it, and we were like, how can we kind of paint a picture for making a difference in our community? And pastoral staff, Stephanie, and, and we were talking, and we said, let's, do some, let's, let's send out some teams. Now, I'm gonna share with you a little bit about our nature. Um, I know you won't believe this, but some of us, it's in our nature to control things. <laughs> I know that's hard to imagine, right? Well, we began to say, let's get three teams, and let's go let them make a difference. Now our nature is we're going to pick the teams. We're going to tell who's everybody on the team. We're going to tell them what they should do. We're going to, you know, and we just literally as staff, Pastor Tommy helped me here. We just went, you know what? We can't do that. That's our old culture. That's the old. We need to let them be. So we empowered them and we said, why don't you? We didn't even tell them who's on their team. We just picked three leaders and said, would you build a team and go make a difference? Now last week, there was a video shared from the first team. Now we didn't know what any of them were gonna do. As a matter of fact, I haven't even seen this video till this morning just before you're about to see it because this is the second team. Last week in the message, Pastor Brian shared the first team which was those two right there led the team but there was others on the team. Wow, you made me cry at eight o'clock this morning when I'm watching that video because I didn't see that till today. Um, and then I, and then uh, the the second team, which we're going to share the video with in just a moment, um, they were also commissioned, and that was led by Mike and June Redmond, and they put together people to help them. And, and again, we didn't. All we told them was be a blessing to either an individual, a family, or a community. Uh, we gave them some seed money, but we didn't want it to be about the money, so it was very little. And then we said, pray and go do and build the team and do. So here's what they did. Go ahead and play that second one.
0: So we're the Redmonds, I'm Mike, I'm June, and we've been coming to Joy since 1998.
2: We got the email from Pastor John, and it was indicating that the church is going to do a Make a Difference campaign, and they asked if we would be the leaders for blessing a family. And our first response was, what an opportunity, um, and what a responsibility. So we talked about it, prayed about it, and said, yes, we'd love to do that. Part of the email was the fact that they want us to to get a team of five to seven people. So the first thought was um, our friends and people that were already givers. To me, one of the things we really learned is the fact that our Um, circle is church, so your immediate response was to bless somebody from church. So then we're going outside of our circle and we didn't necessarily know people well enough to know what their needs were so it actually was pretty challenging coming up with somebody that was outside of the church for us.
0: Then you start to brainstorm, who do I know? What do they need? I came up with an idea uh, Judy came up with an idea, Al Stotz came up with one, June uh, came up with one, and we're, we're taking notes the whole time, so how do, we, how do we now go forward with this? So the decision was made that, okay, I'll contact my person, Al, Sue's contact, there's Judy hers, and June uh, hers. So from that point forward is when the, really when the legwork started, is that how do, now how do we even get a hold of these people? Some of these people we don't know. So that was a challenge.
2: We decided to um, give a blessing to the family of Jason Falconer. We were very sensitive to his privacy, so that was a little bit of a concern of how we would do this. We know the church wanted to video this. We felt that that wasn't appropriate to video him after what happened,
0: and we just decided against that. For those of you don't, that don't know, Jason Falconer is the off duty policeman that was involved in the shooting at the mall uh, about a month ago, six weeks ago. Um, so he was the one that did the shooting. That carries a he- very, very heavy burden. His responsibility, number one, to take that action, number two, and he is a trained policeman, he knew that this was gonna have tremendous repercussion, that there were gonna be a lot of responsibilities after this. So that is where we were a little bit concerned about trying to give him a blessing as to how he would react to that.
2: We were trying to put ourselves in his shoes as best we could, what that was like for him and his family. And we did not want to invade that privacy, but yet we wanted to bless them. We decided we will give a card and it will be um, just our blessings in that will be written in there, our names, and then we would put Joy Christian Center in there so they know it's from the church. And so we're going in, kind of not prepared, but yet we'll just see what, how, how it flows here, how God wants this to happen. So we go up to him and I said, he was busy, and I said, do you have a couple of minutes? And I'm trying to think what he might be thinking. He doesn't know us or what we want, So finally he was done and um, I said, okay, we just need a couple of minutes of yours. So we kind of pulled him aside so other people weren't around to hear this. And then we explained that our church, Joy Christian Center is doing a campaign for Make a Difference and we're to bless a family. And we chose you. And Mike started and he choked up. I mean, because again, it's so emotional to give. And I was choked up, but I was able to get the words out. And I said, "We, we have chose you as the family we want to bless and he immediately said, so I can be a blessing.
0: He will He will pay it forward. Yeah.
2: We know what it feels like to be blessed and to give that to somebody else is humbling. It is gives a great deal of satisfaction and it's planting seed. We want to uh, encourage people to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit, to look around you because there's needs and you will be prompted to help someone and help someone just in our case it was a financial blessing but it doesn't have to be that it could be a smile it could be a card it could be um, a gift gift card just something to let somebody know and encourage them that they're loved
1: Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, I can't imagine Mike choking up, first of all, uh, no, I'm just teasing. Uh, what an awesome thing, and you know, uh, as we do these stories during this series, uh, the, the, it's not lost on me that our heart and our prayer is that every day, there are literally, because of the number of people that attend our church in two services, there are hundreds of these stories taking place, we might never know, you know all of us, but that's our heart, is to make a difference, and uh, what a neat thing there, what a neat story, uh, thank you for that team that did that. And uh, we're just looking forward to, you know, things. The other thing about making an impact and making a difference, you know, we, we do the thing that God encourages us to do. And, and we might see some initial something. I don't know. Sometimes we won't. But, you know, you may never see the effects of that in the, in the, in the grand scheme of things. You may never understand that. But that's okay. Do it anyway. Do it anyway. And so uh, what a neat story, and I think that God is gonna keep telling that story. The other thing we wanna remind you and let you know about, I had it here somewhere, I left it down there, but our uh, Make a Difference, or excuse me, Make a Difference, our Joy to the World campaign. Our giving is gonna happen next Sunday. We are excited. Um, actually, that Sunday is the Sunday we ask you to come prepared to give. And you know what? Give what you can. Don't give what you can't. Don't give out of compulsion. Give out of love. But we purpose every year to do a campaign, Joy to the World 2017. This year, there's four points we're focusing on. I'm gonna see if I can get these by heart. Number one, we're gonna be a blessing to another church. As a church, we're gonna be a blessing to another church. Number two, we're gonna bless a pastor and his wife specifically, a pastor and his wife. Pastor Brian shared uh, in more depth how we're gonna do that and what that looks like, but we're gonna endeavor as a church to be a blessing to them in a way no one could ever see coming except God, and then we get to be the vehicle. Um, The third one thing we're gonna do is we're gonna bless the Benton County sheriffs that serve us. We don't know how yet, we know it's gonna be tangible, it's gonna be real. Pastor Brian's working on that, meeting with some people to figure out how to make that happen. But that's our heart. And then our fourth one is we're just gonna keep getting better as a church because we've been through a lot of change with Growth Track, and we're gonna keep investing in people and in lives and, and seeing that part of our church get stronger. So that's Joy to the World. It's happening next week. And just so you have a tagline, you can do it for the easy price of? <laughs> These people have been around a while. Anyway, it's a, it's a, it's a joke and it's not. 49 dollars you know what? Just do what you can, okay? Some of you can do much more. Some of you can't do that much. Do what you can, and we'll see what God does, amen? Amen, that's next Sunday, don't forget. I wanna share a verse as I launch into today's message, Hebrews 6, 17 and 19. And this is actually, it's a drawing my daughter put on my wall. It's a painting she did, and there's an anchor. And I want you to hear the verse. Hebrews 6, 17 and 19. Because God wanted to make the unchanging nature of his purpose very clear to the heirs of what was promised. He confirmed it with an oath. God did this so that by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we who have fled to take hold of the hope set before us may be greatly encouraged. We have this hope as an anchor for our souls, firm and secure. Oh, we have an anchor for our souls that is firm and secure. And if they're, you know, listen, today in this world, we need to know something. As we set out to make a difference in this life, we need to understand something. We can have an anchor for the soul, which is God Almighty, His Son, Jesus Christ, and His redemption. And you know, it's funny, because God says, I, I swore these things by two things. In the old covenant, he did it by an oath, and he did it by Abraham, the covenant with Abraham. In the new covenant, which we have, which is better, he did it by his word, which he cannot lie, right? And he did it with a covenant with his son on the cross. He confirmed it with both things, and both those things help us to understand something. We can have an anchor for our soul. We need to know who that is and what that is. We need to rest in that. And as we prepare to make a difference, church, it's time we just understand we are gonna be okay. No, we're gonna be better than okay. We are already better than okay, no matter what things look like, and it's only gonna get better, spiritually speaking. This world's dark. This world's shaky. We're not. Amen? So I want us to be rehearsed in that. Now more than ever, we need to remember that. And then God talked about, I need to grab the water. <clears throat> Otherwise, I'm gonna do that in your ear. And you don't want that. We, God, God says there that he has an unchanged purpose. You know, God is not a man that he could lie. He also doesn't change. In other words, what his purposes were yesterday, his purposes will be today, and his purposes will be tomorrow. God is not a man, he doesn't lie and he doesn't change, okay? So when we hear that and we talk about having an anchor for our souls and being secure in the hope that God did this by two unchangeable things, his word and his son, what did he do? What is his unchanging purpose? Well, here they are in a nutshell. Number one, Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. It is finished. I got news for you today. If you don't hear anything else, what the devil did, Jesus undid. What the devil did, Jesus already undid. He isn't gonna do it, he already undid it. And we need to understand, that purpose is finished. It is done. He destroyed the work of the enemy. Oh, if you are focused on what the enemy's doing, it'll be like that thing you say, don't do, don't do, don't do. Get off the focus of what the enemy's doing and start saying with your mouth and living with your life the things that Jesus already did. He destroyed the work of the devil. Look what the devil's doing. Look, the devil's got no power except we give it to him. By the blood of Jesus Christ, he destroyed the works of the devil. Second thing, he called us sons and daughters. We've sang about it, we've talked about it. He came so that he could have a relationship with you. I know some of you sitting here, that seems so big and so large. When I say God came and he sent his son so that he could be your Abba Father, your Daddy God. He wants to be your Daddy God. And for some of you, you feel like I'm not worthy. You know what, none of us were worthy. That's why he had to do it. Number two, listen. I'm not living right. He knows that. Just stop. He already knows that. And he came so that he could be your daddy God, your daddy God, personal, Abba, Father. That word Abba, that cries out personal relationship. That's what God came to do. And that's one of his purposes. And I'm here to tell you today it's unchanged. He wants his sons and daughters to come home. He wants them to walk with him. He wants to talk with them. He wants a relationship, a daily thing with people, you and me, individually. You know, you ever wondered how does God have three billion personal relationships at a time? I don't know why. I've been in a deer stand a lot. I think that way. God, how do you have to? You know, you know what's cool about God is he's so big, I can't understand him. Woo, I love that about God. That's why the angels fly around the throne saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Why? Because we can't see him in fullness. We see parts of him and that's enough to blow us away. But he came to have a relationship with you and you need to remember that. The third one, we have an inheritance and it's in his name. Oh, if you're a child of God, if you've made a decision to follow Christ, You've been changed on the inside. You're now a child of God. You have Abba Father, but I got news for you. You got an inheritance. You got a whole bunch of stuff that he gave to you through Jesus Christ. One of them I already talked about, which is the greatest, the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. But I got news for you. He's got all kinds of things he wants you to have and he wants you to walk in and he wants you to know about. It's called an inheritance. The Bible talks about it over and over. And then we have a mission. We, and that's what we're talking about. We have a mission. See, we've got a world out there that we need to go and reach. Why? Because God is all about reaching those who are on the outside. Of which I was once one. I am no longer one. If you're no longer on the outside, say amen. amen. Oh, I gotta get half you saved. Actually, I can't get any of you saved. I got news for you. I can't get any of you saved. That's between you, God, and Jesus. But it's something that he wants so much for you. So when I tell you you're his and you have an inheritance, it's time for you to not only step into that by faith and receive what he has, but continue to. And that's what we need to do as we begin to make a difference. Our lives, no matter, you know, no matter how long or how short our lives are, have you ever thought, again, maybe it's a deer stand thought, our life is but a vapor. The Bible says that. Right? I was looking at trees, these big trees, big trees. And I'm thinking, how long has that tree been here? And then I found myself the other day going, I wonder how big that tree was last year. (laughs) Because I stared at the same tree last year. (laughs) Can I got news for you? Somebody 100 years ago was staring at that tree saying the same thing. But they're gone now. They've moved on to eternity. I'm still here. And no matter how long I'm here, it's but a vapor. Now, don't get lost there because when the Bible says words like, your life is but a vapor. Thanks, God. What he's saying is time is short on this earth, but this earth is not all there is. This is just a dress rehearsal for what's to come. This life is but a vapor, but we gotta remember, our perspective needs to shift from earthly. We are so focused on the earthly at times, we gotta get off that, and we gotta begin to focus on the eternal, because I'm only gonna be here for a little while. I'm gonna be somewhere else forever, and that somewhere else is in heaven for me because of Jesus Christ. And that's gonna be forever. But while I'm here, I wanna leave a mark. Somebody say amen. Amen. You know, I was thinking about it. You ever got hit and it's like, ooh, that's gonna leave a mark? I don't want us to leave that kind of mark. (laughs) Like, I was really thinking about it, like, I don't want your life to be lived in such a way like, ooh, he left a mark. Ooh, (laughs) you know, I'm talking about leaving a mark, leaving something in this earth that makes a difference. Here's the deal. If you have an impact on someone's life like the girl, what was the girl in the coffee shop? What was her name? Megan. Megan wanted a hug from God last week, right? And you gave her a hug, didn't you? Well, that was the spirit of God. And you know what? God has given her a hug. I got news for you. Those little things can make an eternal difference. And, and you know, we look at it and we think, well, how can I make a difference? You make a difference by doing the things we're talking about, doing what you're called to do. And you know what? Begin to believe that those things make a difference in eternity, not just here on earth. Don't get so focused on earth. You know, you've heard it said before. Well, let me read this verse to you and then we'll talk about those sayings we hear. Matthew 25, 35, and 36, this is, he said, Jesus says, for I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Now, what's he looking at there? Are those not all earthly needs? Okay, those are earthly things. And I like the way somebody in the video said it where they said, you know, it was, it was you, uh, you said, we, we, it wasn't about the book, the devotional we gave. It wasn't about the money. This was in last week's video. We were eager to do those things, but it wasn't about those things. But we were okay. We wanted to bless them. You know what? It's the same thing when we're making a difference on this earth. You, by all means, need to be focused on the things around you, someone's physical needs, someone's real needs, because you know what? Those things matter, but you need to do them with a purpose and an intent to make an eternal difference. Jesus, those were his words. As a matter of fact, the disciples at one point said, When did we do that for you? When you did it for the least of these. When you did it for the person you're going to meet today or tomorrow. You've heard this said before don't become so kingdom minded, you become no earthly good. Have you ever heard that? Now, it's funny because I don't know, that verse always kind of bothered me (laughs) because I like to be kingdom minded. But, but what I said it this way. Keep heaven in mind, but remember you live on earth. That sounds funny, but it's so true. Keep heaven in mind, but remember you're walking around and you're bumping into people on this earth and they're hurting. They are lost. They need a hug from God. They, they, I don't know what they need. You don't know what they need. Who does know what they need? Who? The Holy Spirit knows exactly what they need. That's why you just gotta be in tune to be ready to make a difference. You gotta be ready. Then I put down, don't become so earthly minded you don't make an eternal difference. Lordy, lordy. I like making points. If you know me, I'm as politically minded as George W. Bush probably. But you know what? I'm not so earthly minded that I don't realize this is not my home. If you're a born again follower of Christ, this is not your home. So, I'm not gonna be so earthly minded that I don't remember. It's not, I'm gonna do what I can here. I'm gonna make points and I'm gonna make differences. But at the end of the day, I know where we're going, and I know what I'm supposed to do to reach others and tell others and walk with others and make a difference in their lives so that they too can see it. Matthew 5, 16, it says this. Let your light so shine before men. Let your light so shine before men. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Do you see the cycle there? It isn't God do something. He said, you let your light shine so that they may see your good works. Why? So that then they could glorify God. So when people say, why, why are you doing this for me? You know, don't be shocked if you go out to make a difference and you bless somebody and they go, why are you doing this for me? Why do you care? They will ask that. Why do you care? I actually have had people literally reject it, the blessed. I'm talking about a literal no strings attached, just wanna do something good for you. And they go, no, because they don't think they're worthy or they don't understand, or they, or they are sure that there's strings attached. Church, there are strings attached. There are strings attached. It's called the unfailing love of a God who sent his son Jesus to die for them. All the work is finished. Those are the strings attached. We gotta remember these things when we go out to make a difference, and you can you're sitting here and you think, I can't make a difference. You can make a difference. I'm going to give you a process that we all need to go through in our life. Some of you might not have even begun this process yet. Others of you, you're on this part of it. But I'm, and it's funny because it's not, you know, I don't know, 10 steps to healthy living, you know. Oh, I missed three. You know, right? Um, Pat, a little bit early, sorry. You got to go back. <laughs> Sorry, Pat, Point four, Pat, wait till I get to four. Glory to God. Listen, listen, these steps, some of you may not have started these steps yet. Others of you, you may be over here. I don't think these steps are something we do once and we move on and we're on the next step. I think these steps are something that are always a part of our life when we're trying to make a difference. And the first step is this, you've got to let God leave his mark on you. First thing you got to do is you got to let God leave a mark on you. Because when I go out in the world to make a difference and leave a mark, I want it to be God's mark, not my mark. Now, how do you do that? You make him Lord. You simply make him Lord of your life. God, you're in control. I believe Jesus said and did what, he, what your word teaches. I receive it today, I don't understand it all, but I receive it today and now I commit to walking in your ways. Be my Lord, save me. Somebody say Save me. Save. Oh, he will. Now when he does that, you become a child of God. When does that happen? No, went instantly, we don't see it all. I didn't feel any Holy Ghost bumps, it doesn't matter. He said, it happens inside, it happens inside. I'm a child of God now, I'm now a child of God, but I gotta get to know God, I gotta get to know God. I gotta let him leave his mark on me. You know, I thought of his names, he has all kinds of names. Jehovah Sidgenu, the God who is my righteousness. If you're a child, if you walk with God, he became your righteousness. You need to find these things out. You need to walk in. Some of you need healing in your body. He is Jehovah Rapha, the Lord God who heals. No, he calls himself Jehovah Rapha, the Lord God who heals. I I don't understand that. I don't always see it like I should want to see it, but I know one thing. He says, I am Jehovah Rapha, the Lord God who heals. He is Jehovah Shalom, the God who is your peace. Maybe you need peace in your life. Maybe your life is so backwards and upside down. Maybe you're going through stuff in this life that people go through from divorce to a loss of kids to a loss of a job. These are real things that God cares about. And he calls himself Jehovah Shalom, the God who is your peace. See, when I talk about God leaving a mark on you, I'm talking about you getting to know God. I'm talking about you truly following the God and then getting to know him and letting yourself be known to him. I joked earlier when you said, well, I'm not worthy. I'm living a life that's not worthy. And I joked and I said, God knows that. Do you know that that's real? Like God, so you're sitting here today. I don't care what your problem and sin is. Listen to me. God knows it and he wants to set you free. He wants to heal you. He wants to reveal himself to you. There's so many other names. Jehovah Nissi, God is my banner. These aren't on the screen. I know some of you are looking on the screen. Actually, they are. They're on that screen. (laughs) But you need to let God leave a mark on you. And some of you need to be here for a while. Some of you need to get to know God. And maybe you're going to spend the next year getting to know God, who he is, what he did, all these things I speak of. I don't know all those things, Pastor John. It's okay. You can't know him until you get to know him. But the work is already finished on the inside. Don't think you're not redeemed. Don't think you're not a child of God. You are and your daddy will not leave you orphaned. The second thing you need to do is you need to commit to being a living stone. You need to commit to being, I wanna make a difference. All right, well then let God leave a mark on you and then commit to being a living stone. The word of God talks about how as the church, the body of Christ in the earth, we are living stones and he is building something. And some of us, listen, salvation is sure, growth is not sure. You will go to heaven, but you can go to heaven In despair, broke, and not having any freedom in your life. That's not what God wants. Say amen. Amen. You commit to being a living stone by getting involved in relationships with other people who can lift you up when you need to be lifted up. And sometimes they'll lift you up. And sometimes they'll look at you when you're going south and say, stop going south. Do you know that's what the body of Christ is here for? Do you know, or or you're struggling with something and you think you can't share it with anybody. You know what? You're not gonna have an opportunity a lot of times to share it on a Sunday morning sitting here. But I got news for you. If you commit to becoming a living stone and you walk it out with other believers, they'll look at you and go, brother, I'm struggling. And you know what I'm gonna say? Jesus is Jesus. He's got your front and your back. He opened up the water and he drowned the enemy. So my brother, my sister, keep on walking. That's what being a living stone is. See, because salvation is sure, but growth is not. You need to commit to this. Is that is that, can you, you understand what I'm saying there? You need to get involved in a relationship with other believers. We talk about it in small groups. Paul is back there. Big church, right here, big church. Everybody look around, big church. Okay, small church, small groups. You gotta have them in some way, shape, or form. The third thing you gotta do is you gotta find out how God made you and how he wired you. Don't compare yourself to other people. Stop. You wanna make a difference? Let God leave a mark. Become a living stone. Get involved. And then begin to find out how God made you. You know, God made Pastor Tommy way different than he made me. Every day we see it. Every day. Sometimes he laughs at me and sometimes I laugh at him. Sometimes we laugh at each other. Sometimes we're not laughing at all. (laughs) Do you know what, though? Thank God he made us all different. Stop trying to be somebody you're not. Some of you have begun to find out you're an encourager. If you're an encourager, if God made you to be an encourager, be an encourager. Do you know that God made some people to be behind the scenes and just help? Like there are people who are realizing, because this is the third step though, they begin to realize God just made me a helper. I'm not supposed to be out front anywhere. I just want to help. You know what? Thank God. Don't try to be out front if you're not an out front kind of person. Me, I can't stop talking. He made me preach. He asked me to. <laughs> I had to say yes. But there's so many things I can't be, I never want to be, I couldn't be. But you've got to find out who you are. These are things you've got to do to begin to make a difference. What do you got to do? First of all, let God leave a mark on you. And that might take time. And number two, you're going to have to get involved with relationship with other believers because that's how we find freedom is in relationship with other believers. And then number three, you're going to have to begin to discover how, why am I here? What did God put in me that's so unique that the world needs it? He knew you in the mother's womb. In two weeks, PRC is coming to share. I got news for you. You're not an accident, you're not a mistake. He knew you in your mother's womb. Whew. Just let that soak in. That means when you're lost, He ain't. That means when you don't know, He does. Amen? Your Abba Father knows. And then the fourth step, Pat, come on out. I'm having fun. Everybody say we love you, Pat. (laughs) Fourth step is this. Here it is, ready? This is heavy. Do something. Do something. Do something today. Do something tomorrow. Do something on Tuesday. Do something on Wednesday. I was praying and I was thinking about this. God is never gonna ask you to do something he won't give you the power to do. hear me? He will not. If he prompts you to go do this for a person, by all means, go do it. I got news for you too. The devil ain't gonna ask you to do anything good for anybody. So you can know it's Abba Father's voice, right? But do something, church. Do something, amen? I'm gonna pray for you right now. We want you to make a difference. I pray that you get to know God. I pray that you would begin to walk it out with other believers. I pray that you would discover your purpose and I pray that you would begin to make a difference. If you're here today with your heads bowed and your eyes closed, if you're here today and you'd say, pastor, preacher man, I've never taken the first step. I've never said, I'll follow Jesus, but you're here today and you want to. I want you to raise your hand. I'll pray with you. If that's you, raise your hand. If there's even one, heaven will rejoice. Hallelujah. All right, no hands went up, that's okay. I trust that all of you either have made a decision or you will. Father God, I thank you for this day and I thank you, Lord God, that your word never fails, that it accomplishes everything for you set set out for it to do. And Lord, we endeavor to make a difference but we don't wanna make a difference on our own. God, we give the Holy Spirit permission to speak to us throughout our days and in our evenings and in the nighttime. God, we give you permission today to speak to us. And when we hear your voice, a stranger's voice we will not follow. And God, we will act. We will do something. And God, we'll believe it will make an eternal difference. No matter what we see on this earth, we believe it will make an eternal difference when it's done in the power of the Holy Spirit and through the word of God. I thank you for this church. I thank you for who they are. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Everybody say amen.
0: If you made a decision today to make Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, we would love to hear about it. Please email us or contact us through our website, greatjoy.org.